So, piggybacking off of that, should people desire a high quality of life or an excellent quality of life? Now, at first, you're thinking that they might be the same thing, right? But, but I'm asking you this. So, when you think about somebody who has a high quality of life, what does what comes to mind for you? I was um I was driving through um Grant Park downtown Atlanta. Um mm-hmm. and you know it definitely looks like it's being gentrified, but I don't I don't really care for gentrification. Um right. but it's being renovated. It's it yeah. it looks it doesn't look beautiful, but like when I'm riding through that neighborhood and I'm seeing the 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 pedestrians right. walking with their children, taking them to the park around right. the corner. Comparing you know, it to what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, this is where I want to live. This is how I see, you know, newborn. It's a newborn neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Much like I live in, in Chicago, too, in Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's sort of what I first thing I see when I, when I hear high quality life. Right. I'm thinking... You know, white people running around the neighborhood with their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. No, and, and and that's what that's what most people would think, right? When they think about a high quality life, they're talking about standard of living. Yeah. Right. It's more material. So when I say excellent quality of life, I'm talking about the intangible aspects on top of that. Who are like. We're not talking about do you have a do you have shelter and, and food and water and money? Are you safe? It's like I have joy. I have a state of peace. Right? Like to me, that's an excellent quality of life. But yeah, but now I and I agree with you. Um and I that's that's sort of what I was saying when I was when I was describing what I what I mm-hmm. see, when I'm driving through that neighborhood, yeah, those are those are better descriptors. Joy, right. peace, tranquility. Like, yeah, that's so, what I see when I'm when I'm seeing these people, mm-hmm. you know, live live their lives, and I'm like, this looks like amazing as far yeah. as they, these people look like they're enjoying their existence, right. So my my question, so it, it kind of leads to a big question: Can one, you know, if if we're going to take my my definitions right of high mm-hmm. quality of life being a more material, mm-hmm. my bills are taken care of, my house is good, my family's good, all that, tangible. excellent yeah. quality of life being intangible, the joy, the peace, tranquility. Yeah. Can one exist without the other? Can joy, peace, tranquility exist intangibly without so like tangible? Let's, let's think of like, okay, even though this, this may be impossible in Western culture, right? Like a monk, he don't got nothing. But I would say that he has an excellent quality of life. He may not necessarily have a high quality of life, but he has an excellent quality of life. Because he's gotten himself to a level of consciousness, a level of mind, where the stuff that I that I describe as a high quality of life is irrelevant. 
is that can that exist in the Western world? To where people can be yeah. so happy, have such an internal peace that it transcends their, you know. Again, I'm not saying that they're dirt poor, don't have anything, but yet because they're joyous, they have an excellent quality of life. But it's like, okay, I'm maybe I'm lower middle class. You know, I I work I work this job. I'm, I'm a teacher. I don't you know maybe I don't get paid what I should get paid. You know, maybe sometimes may have to miss meals, but because I I I've somehow made got such a peace with it that it's okay. Like I'll give you an example. Um, so it's a Robin Sharma example. Um, he's flying into South Africa, and he's in the airport, and he goes and goes to the bathroom, and there's a janitor. And the janitor is just, you know, black janitor. He's mm-hmm. just happy to be there. He ta- he looks at the bathroom as his office type thing. And, you know, Robin Sharma, he was just say like, look, if you that dedicated to your work, look how happy you are. Look how happy this guy is to be cleaning bathrooms for a living. And what I'm saying is he's probably, his quality of life is probably not high. But his quality of life is excellent because when he gets up, he wants to clean bathrooms. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what they pay him. It don't matter what house he's living in. It don't matter what his neighborhood is. All he wants to do is clean bathrooms mm-hmm. for visitors that come in there and take a dookie in the toilet. He want to clean that. That's mine. And I'm saying, again, that's not, on, that's not in the Western world. Again, that's South Africa. That's across the pond. It's not Western Hemisphere, right? Does that exist? Can that exist in the Western world? Um, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Like I don't. I don't. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, it may in different situations. Like he, you know, talking about the gender. There's different situations like that. I could see it being, uh, being maybe how people are in a rural like country. Mm-hmm. Like small town, you know that's big country country music. I like they love the small town. Mm-hmm. Some of them hate the small town, but like, right? You know they have a lot. They call it less, the simple life. They have a lot. Yeah, a lot lower quality. Or, or, or yeah, lower. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, hunting, fishing, uh, right? Dirt roads. Like mm-hmm. they probably take that. They probably they take wouldn't that. Trade that for they the wouldn't world. trade that for for a higher quality. Right. Like this is the ex, this is excellent. I get yeah, I like the distinction. Um so and that's in the Western world. Um mm-hmm. but I think that disappears the closer you get to suburbs and cities. Um mm. so I don't know, like so so like now, mm-hmm. now I'm driving I'm driving around my gentrified neighborhoods down there at Grant Park. <laughs> Right. And and I'm all I'm seeing, all I'm seeing, perce- mm-hmm. my perception is joy, peace. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I think you I think that's an interesting idea that the closer you, the more modern. It's almost as if the more modern a, a society gets, the less likely it is that those two are confl- are aren't conflated. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you get to the cities, like you can't have that in New York. Right. 
Right. Because, you know, it's so expensive to live there. Like, right. It takes a lot more to to and, live. Right. Yeah. And there's so you know, there's so much more pressure in, in, in bigger cities. And then now yeah. even as it comes back to the suburbs, because a lot of people who work in the cities, they live in the suburbs now, where it's like they bring a lot of that pressure home with them. Mm-hmm. So... No, I, I think that's interesting. Like, well, so now should, I mean, is that a desirable state to live in? Though? Like, may, maybe there there is something, you know, I'm listening to, the, you know, Big Andy, Andrew Humerman, mm-hmm. Andy, and, and they, they were talking about just, again, like, some, I mean, something that, that obviously has always been said, but there's good pressure and good stress. So like, maybe, right, is an excellent quality of life devoid of pressure, pressure. and stress? Bad pressure and bad stress. But also pressure good pressure. Stress overall. Oh, okay. Like, you know, so you, you take, you know, small city, with it, you know, it's only three, four hundred people in there. Like, I mean... You don't, if you don't make it big, if you're not successful, like what? What's the penalty? Now you may have this joy, peace, and tranquility, but there's no movement forward. So that that could be a low res, excellent quality of life. Mm. Whereas you have somebody, yeah. you know, some people out there, they got lake houses and, and they can go away. Like they may have a higher resolution, excellent quality of life. Right. Where like they go into pressure filled environments, but they still had the piece of I just lost four hundred and I just lost four hundred million today. Right. But I'm still good. Like mm-hmm. I'm not good because I still have another whatever in the bank. It's like I have a, a level of internal where I could lose all of this mm-hmm. and still be okay. So yeah, I I do think that there's even even within that is it, it may be more so a quadrant, right? Where you could have a low res, high quality of life, high res, high quality of life, a low res, excellent quality, a high res, excellent quality. Right. And then you know the closer you get to the city, you have to you know, even if they're conflated, you can still have a low res, high quality of life. Right. Right. Those are the people. I mean, those are the posers. Right. Okay. You make a lot of money, but you got the club. You dream like you know you got your vices and mm-hmm. you you overspending on stuff. Mm-hmm. You may have a high quality of life, but it's low res. Right. Mm. Right. So that's okay. Not that good model. Yeah, I think I think uh new framework. I think I think one can exist without the other. I just think the again the more modern a society is, the harder it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know you you have to find ways to to introduce. Sort of that Eastern philosophy of, you know, and they call it the dopamine fast, right? Get off of social media, get off of get off of Twitter, get off of Facebook, get away from the news, right? Go on regular vacations where it ain't no ain't no connection. If you do that, I think you can maintain a high res, excellent quality of life. Agreed. Um, let's see where we want to go. Where we want to go next? Hmm. 
it greater to be wise or enlightened? Mm. I give you the context of the, of the quote, Robin Sharma quote. Um, I don't even know if that's, I don't know if this is his quote, but this is where I heard it from. He said, people who study others are wise. People who study themselves are enlightened. Mm, yeah. Thought about this one a little bit. Um, I would rather be wise within the context of the question. Okay. I would rather be wise. Um, I think, or the question is, which is greater, right? Yeah. Is it greater to be wise is or Is it enlightened? greater? Right. So we're not dealing in absolutes, you know, right. in the real world. You need both. You need to inquire yourself yeah. and you need to inquire about others. You need to study yourself and you need to study others. So we're pushing past that point. Yeah. I think it's greater. It would have a greater impact. It will be greater for your for your progression and overall betterment if you were wise in the context of the question, mm-hmm. which means studying others mm-hmm. than enlightened studying yourself. Maybe 70-30, maybe 60-40, but either way, it's right. going to, it, the greater portion is going, I think, should lean, or for me, it will lean to being wise because I get to study others. I don't think studying myself is enough for me to become the best version of myself. So I think hmm. you have to study others in order to become the best version of yourself. I don't think you can. I'm going to push back. Um, He'd rather be enlightened. And... The reason why I push back is not because I disagree with what you said. It's just fundamentally, right, if I'm going to equate success as a direct proportion to your amount of self-mastery, then the only way you could really get to self-mastery is by studying yourself, right? If yourself, if I look at it and I say, my, I'm, my, I'm my biggest enemy. If I can conquer myself, I can conquer anybody else out there. Then I'm going to devote the majority of my time to conquering myself. Which would lead to me being enlightened. Right now, you know, the more I get into Robin Sharma, he has a, a very Eastern bend. So he's, you know, again, Buddha is the enlightened one. So that may be where he's coming from because, you know, that's why... He, he he's more he would be more so in line with what I'm saying, but I'm not saying this because I'm 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 a Robin Sharma fan. I'm saying this because again, if I say success, you know, if I'm gonna make the claim that success is objective and it's objective through demonstrations of self mastery, can you get yourself to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, regardless of the obstacles and, and, and impediments in your way? Studying others won't help me do that because in the, the day I have to do it. Now it will help me if I study the right people. It will it will assist me. So obviously we're we're in agreement on that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm gonna say success equals self mastery, then we have to master self and we have to study ourselves. Mm. That makes sense. But yeah, I'm, but again. Who thinking about this? Like that's because I don't even think people are wise, right? Because again, like we had to do a whole thing on study. Like, 
What does study mean? Mm. Like, you know, that's that may be what that may that may that may be what the education system has failed us the most. That we don't even study. We don't really know what studying means. The devotion of time and attention to acquiring knowledge on an academic subject, especially by the means of books. Niggas ain't reading. Hmm. A detailed investigation and analysis of a subject or situation. See, that should be the first definition right there. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't have to be academic to study. I'm talking about a detailed investigation and analysis. So you can't just look at what they're doing. You got to go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. So you could be right that if people actually studied others and became wise... It, it could be greater. Because I think it's easier to study others than it is to study yourself. Because we have all our biases and we want to pretend like we, you know, well, you, you know, we, we give ourselves context. We don't give other people. Other people live in absolutes. We live in a gray area. Right? So, I mean, yeah, I know I, I, know I got the cupcakes under the bed, but you don't understand. I had a good week this week, so I went and I deserved it. I I, I awarded myself mm. to where if somebody else did it, it would be like, see, there you go again, breaking your. That's your bad habit right there. So, we well, see, I'm sort of flipping my I'm sort of flipping my stance now because because you're talking about self mastery, um, and we're talking about studying, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about mastery by way of studying. Mm-hmm. And it's easier. Do you think it's easier? I think it's easier to master yourself than to master others. True. So therefore, it will behoove you to study yourself, even though that's harder to do than to study others. So to study others is easier to do than to study yourself. Yeah. But to master others is harder to do than to master yourself. Exactly. But the point is not to... The point is to master. The point is self mastery. Yeah. So yeah. If the point might, is self mastery. You got to get you gotta to do enlightenment. The, and it makes sense. You got to do the harder thing. Right. All right. Mm. But yeah. But I mean, mm. again, I might but switch. Then, but then how do you? But how do you build that muscle? How do you build the muscle to really undergo years of studying yourself? You start. I think I you start at, with studying others. Exactly. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the court there. Like that's that's kind of how you build up to your to your one rep max of studying yourself. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah I agree. Other that was study. that was sort of where I like when I was saying okay in real life you need both. Mm-hmm. That's sort of how I was approaching it. Like okay I, I'm gonna study everybody else and then that'll make it that'll make me more efficient at studying myself. But right. I'm, I think no. I think you should be. In, I think you should be enlightened. Yeah, I think you should be enlightened. 